two, one. Welcome back to Real English Podcast, where we talk to real learners of English. And today we have a very special guest. Not only is he someone who learned English, but now he also teaches it. All the way from Brazil, Gabriel Silva. Hey, hello, Preston. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. And yeah. Can you introduce yeah. yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and your life? Uh, well, well, um, my name is Gabriel Silva, um, and I'm from Brazil. Uh, specifically, I'm from Belém do Pará. It's in the north of the country. Uh, as you said before, I'm an English teacher. I'm, I've been teaching for um, about five years. And I've been studying English, I, I think, almost my whole life. Because I started as a, um, as a child. And I, I'm not sure uh, exactly when. But uh, I remember that I, I, I felt in, in love for this language. That's why I started studying it. Okay. And so do you think that there was a point in time where you started to take English more seriously or study more seriously? Or did it just come over time naturally? Yeah, I think mostly it, it came over time. I mean, uh, I wasn't in a hurry because I was a kid, you know? So I like music, movies, video games. So It, um, it wasn't like I'm, I was at school and, and had to, to learn to study or, or making tests and, and stuff, you know? So I think mostly, except the last four years, um, I just took my time, you know? Great. So let me ask you, when do you think you made the decision to go from somebody who learned and studied English to becoming a teacher of English? Well, uh, it was uh, right after I finished my first uh, undergraduate degree. And uh, I just realized that, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. And I decided to apply again uh, to a college through NA. It's a, a, um, the test we, we do here in Brazil to enter at university. And then I choose uh, uh, a teaching program, but I, uh, um, I didn't, I didn't was um, sure at that at that time if oh yeah I really want to be a teacher, but uh, I just thought yeah uh, I can speak English, um, I can communicate you know a lot of stuff maybe. It could be a good way for me to teach. And, well, it was the, the, the right decision for me.
So do you think that teaching is what you thought it would be, or is it different? Well, not exactly, because, I mean, uh, when it comes to payment and all the stuff, you know, about money, yeah, it was a little bit different, but I think the the classroom environment is exactly uh, um, how I thought it, because uh, I, I knew since the beginning it wasn't easy, so... Uh, when I when I first entered a classroom, uh, I imagined that oh my gosh, it's gonna be hard. And sometimes it's harder, sometimes it's easier, you know. But it's always new, always new, and and that's exactly what I thought it. Okay, and a lot of people say that by teaching something, you kind of learn from from teaching, or you at least reinforce what you know. Do you think that is true? Do you find that you learn you learn things just by teaching? Yeah, at least for me. I mean, I learned a lot by teaching a lot of stuff in grammar, for example, because I have to explain to to my students. So, yeah, I take a seat, uh, I open a book and study that stuff and, and try to, to get it and imagine a good way to explain it to the students. So uh, I think when you can do this, uh, like better phrasing, like try to explain things, um, some way you also increase your own learning. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's very good. That's very interesting. And I, I want to know when we are comparing learning and teaching, what do you think the hardest thing in English is to learn when you were learning? And what do you think the hardest thing is to teach in English? And are they the same? Or Oh, no. I think they're different. I mean, uh, when I'm teaching, uh, what is most challenging for me is, for example, um, when I have to to introduce the language to to the very beginners because I have to be careful um, about what I'm going to say and, and I have to, to choose the words, the right words in order to make my students understand. It's like, uh, it's like to, to leveling my English, you know? I can't uh, um, be, I can't be so complex at a point that they, they wouldn't understand nothing. So I think it's more challenge. And when it comes to learn, I think the hardest thing is to understand some specific patterns, like some expressions. Uh, because in my case, for example, I like to to understand the context of some, some expressions. And uh, um, Sometimes I just found the expression and just a few examples, so it's hard for me to to understand it. You know, so I think there it, there's a difference between teaching and learning in, in, in this point. Okay, okay, I can understand that. I can see that. And do you think that 
um, when you are teaching someone, they are, I don't know, um, do you, do you feel like having learned the language yourself as a learner, but not a native speaker, does it give you some kind of, you know, feeling or way to empathize and, and understand what the learner is? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, every time I'm teaching, and that's why uh, I try to to be on my students in my students' shoes, you know, because to mo- some of them uh, it's very hard to understand things, you know, so they struggle a lot, especially uh, pronunciation and. They are shy. They want to speak, but they don't want to make mistakes. You know. So even even I, I'm not uh, a, a native speaker, I, and I don't feel like that. Um, uh, I always I'm always trying to find ways to to help them, and I try to feel like them, like it was because um, I was in that place and. Let's you in that place, you know, because uh, I, I'm always learning. So I, I try to be to be empathetic to to them, you know. I think it was what what you asked me. Right. Yes, 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 yes. Let let me let, ask let you me because ask you. I know that there aren't um, as many. In- people who are learning English in Brazil as some other countries, right? For example, some European countries, um, Nordic countries, and Scandinavia, Norway, Sweden, um, those places have a very heavy emphasis on learning English from a young age. Um, but in Brazil, there is not as much uh, education in English or at least serious education in English. So are there people around you that you can speak to in English? Do you have friends or family that also speak? Actually, my neighborhood or my closest friends don't speak English. That's why you said. Uh, I think we don't take it seriously in Brazil. So only my co-workers and some uh, classmates from college you know, but uh, where I live, um, most of people don't speak English. There's a lot of students, actually, but as you said, uh, it's hard to people because most of Brazilian people, uh, they just realize, oh my gosh, I need to speak a different language, not only mine, and they just do it when they are adults and they have jobs and family and, you know, all that stuff that takes your, takes your time and you, you don't have uh, a lot of time left for learning something, you know? And it's very complicated. Yes, I understand because here, it's, you have so many immigrants, so many, so many different cultures, and there are a lot of 
languages that you have access to. Um, Spanish, French, uh, German, uh, Chinese, Korean, even. Um, there are many places, especially if you live in a big city. If you live in a big city, there are, there's access to, of course, more types. Of but even so, there are, are languages that are more obscure. You know, not a lot of people speak them. Not a lot of people have access to talk to somebody in person. Therefore, a lot of people who learn languages that are more rare um, have to resort to different forms of content and media like uh, movies, music, uh, videos online. Do you like to watch that sort of thing or listen to that sort of thing in, in English, music, movies? Yeah, yeah, uh, I was that way. Actually, I was so into. I think besides, uh, I love music in English and movies, you know. Uh, when I first began learning English, it was mostly through video games. So I used to to like to play uh, uh, that adventure video games like RPGs, so like like Final Fantasy, you know. And I had only two options to 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 play the game and understand the history. It was Japanese or English, and oh my gosh, no, Japanese mm -hmm. is impossible. <laughs> impossible. <laughs> yeah, and, it was and very hard. Yeah, and I kind of learned that way. Okay. And it was funny. That that's interesting because funny. a lot of people, a lot of people are telling tell me that these days, and it's not something that I would traditionally think of as learning learning a language learning tool. But the more global also uh, video games get, the more you can talk to people online that way, um, and not just through chat rooms or or groups. You you can speak with people from all across the world while you're playing games, playing video games. I think that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, thanks good. Actually, uh, uh, just a few days ago, I was playing Call, Call of Duty, and I was talking to people, interacting to people. You know, it it was really impossible uh, on my team because of the internet here in Brazil. It was uh, when it came. And it came um, came along was I don't know really late you know I, I just remember that uh, I started to access the internet here in in, in cyber space it was I don't know 2000 2005 you know 2005 2006 so it wasn't very popular here so most of games were offline. And, and and today is amazing that you can play online games and interact with people uh, all over the world. Actually, so it's it's a great possibility. Yeah, I I definitely think that um, there are more ways than ever to actually learn a language. That's very good, but it also sometimes it 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 confuses people who are just starting to learn on how to learn, how to start, um, you know, getting familiar with the language. Do you have any advice for people who want to learn English or are just starting to learn English? 
like how, what kind of resources can they use? What what kind of things can they do to be? Yeah, I I think uh, now uh, uh, we have a lot of tools that are useful, like um, some maps, uh, and and you can use movies and series. You know, uh, so they have Netflix and and Amazon, so you can you can watch and read what the the, the actors are saying. So I used to use this tool, you know. For me, it was a little bit complicated because I remember that uh, uh, at that time I used to rent um, movies. But, you know, here in Brazil, we all had um, the old in English and the subtitles in Portuguese. So I, I, I'm going to try to to understand and translate at the same time, and it was complicated. But if, today, you have tools. If, you're, if you are starting to learn English, you can start by simple apps like Duolingo because it, it, it has a lot of vocabulary and it's like a game. You can play it. So uh, if you can have fun, it would be great because if you you have the possibility mm -hmm. to, to learn more in a relaxed way. You know? Yeah, I definitely think that learning a language uh, in a way that is fun keeps you more motivated. It, it makes you want to study more. It makes you, um, the process a lot smoother. Yeah. yeah. And, and try to, uh, uh, if I give other advice, um, it is to try to enjoy the, the, the free resources that there are on the internet because there are a lot I use it as yeah. a student. I use it as a teacher. You know. So I think if you have, if you have the motivation and, of course, the discipline, because uh, it takes uh, a lot of effort to to learn a language. So if you if you have the motivation and the discipline, you can use any tool. You know, because you will learn it. Yes, that's true. The the motivation, I think, is the most important thing when you learn a language. The reason you are learning, the thing that will keep you uh, going when you struggle, when you have those tough points. Um, and you've mentioned there's a lot of free things that you can use to learn. Uh, I want to know if you think that um, things like language schools or uh, – Pay, paying for courses uh, are necessary or even a good idea when you are trying to learn a language? Yeah, I think taking a course is a good way because, I mean, if you have a teacher, even a private teacher, you know, uh, it's like it's like having a guide. So you you, you can count on a person who who's there to, to help you, to clear your doubts, uh, to guide you in, in, in this way of learning, which makes things easier, in my opinion. But uh, I think you can learn by yourself. It takes more effort, a lot of responsibility. And dedication. Mm -hmm. Dedication, you know. So, well, if you 
if you can't afford, I'd say that, yeah, pay for a teacher, pay for classes, you know? But don't just count on the classes. <laughs> It's interesting because I I'm always tell my students that. We right. won't do all the job for you, you know? We are only a part of it. So just by paying a course, by attending to a, a weekly class, you won't learn a language. It's impossible, you know? Okay. Thanks, thanks for that advice. Now we are coming towards the end of the podcast. And something I like to, lo to always ask um, my guests is, what is your end goal? Or what, what future plans do you have for English, the English language in general? Whether it's learning. Yeah, uh, I think at this time my main goal is to to get my master's and improve even great. more my English. Improve even more my English because uh, I've got the dream uh, of working for the Cambridge University in, in this okay. part of language teaching, you know? Okay. And I, that, I'm focusing. That's a, that's a very lofty goal. I, I wish you all the luck with that in the world. Um, I think it's great to have um, ambition and goals, uh, especially when it comes to your career you know, and language, language learning uh, in general, because there's so many places it can take you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and just knowing English, I mean, you know, I'm also studying Spanish and French, but just English... Um, has taken me further than I ever imagined, you know, because now I can talk to people from many places. I've met you and I met you people from Australia and Spain and, and, and Europe, you know, and it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I think more than a job, my, I don't know, my, my, The, the biggest achievement, I mean, not only a profession, not only a job, yeah. the, the biggest achievement uh, the, that English gave me was this, you know, I can communicate with all the words. So, yeah, it's great for me. Okay, Gabriel, we have reached the end of this podcast. Um Would you like to tell anybody about your social media or any projects or um, events that you know are going on that people might be interested in? Anything you want to Oh, well, actually, um, I've created uh, an Instagram profile and I'm starting to to share content there. Okay, uh, great. It's at Pra Falar English. It's mostly for Brazilian Brazilian learners, but it's also useful for people who want to learn English in general, you know? Okay, great. So the Instagram page is called, one more time, the name of it. Yeah, it's at Pra Falar English. Okay, at Pra Falar English. 
Okay, thank you so much for being here, Gabriel. You shared so much wisdom, and I really appreciate it. I know that a lot of people are going to be able to use that to help them learning English. Yeah, thank you for inviting me, Preston, and and I really appreciated it. Was a it, it was a pleasure to have you here, and I hope to have you back someday. Uh, have a great day, and continue teaching and learning. And we'll see you next time. Okay, Ciao.